Buff Nation. Let's go. Let's go, baby. DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Welcome back. Let's go, and let's go Phillies? <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Colorado Buffaloes are taking the nation by storm and taking over the NFL, MLB. NBA. NBA, everything. Uh, we had Coach Hart. And Levante Bentley on the podium today. LB. LB the LB. Yep. He had a great game. Led the team in tackles last week. Um, and kind of what we talked about already. Just these guys who, you know, they face adversity at this program. They lose their starting position. And they come back in and it's like they never missed a beat. Man, I, should, I can't believe I missed LB when we were talking about that the other day. Because mm-hmm. I mentioned it for Giovanni Antonio. I mentioned it for Mata. Um Levante Bentley, another perfect one. Yep. And, and he was probably the player of the game on defense. Yep. Awesome. Had a sack, I think, uh, at least one or maybe two passes broken up and then a few yep. uh, tackles for a loss. He balled out. Um, he started off being asked about what it was like playing with Brendan Gant. Of course, he came back and started. Uh, I don't. I, did they start together? I can't remember. I, I think so. So they started together. He Which said, is just crazy. Yeah. I mean, you finally get used to... You know, Juwan Mitchell and uh, Marvin Ham or whatever. like, And then just all of a sudden, it's Levante Bentley and Brendan Gant out there. The first yep. snap of the game, you're like, is someone hurt? What's going on? Nope. Just went with those guys that week. And another guy is entering the fold. We'll get to that here in just a bit. He said on playing with Brendan Gant, the partnership's been good. It doesn't matter who goes out there. we got to communicate and do our job at the end of the day. He was asked about fixing... This, I guess, recent issue of allowing teams to score on the opening drive. Uh, I think it's the last three weeks now that's happened to them. He said, we just got to come out being relentless. Everybody's on the same page and everyone does their job. They won't have anywhere to go. Talked a lot about communication today. Both Bentley and Coach Hart talked about communication today. Bentley, again, put praise on CU's coaching staff. Said, it's been great. I'm I'm around great coaches, NFL guys. They take their time to actually teach us what's going on. Um, that's about it that all I got. It's up on our YouTube page, though, if you guys want to go check it out. It's actually really good. Really good stuff on the podium today. That dude is so jacked. <laughs> he is massive. There was, like, a video of him celebrating, <laughs> like, flexing. I was like, my God. Yep. That is just a rock of a human. Yep. But I don't know. Just I already said it, but shout out to him, man. Just a guy who persevered, uh, took advantage of his opportunity twice now yep. basically came in and made a huge impression in the summer and now he's back in the fold it's huge uh and, and yeah kind of lost his starting job yep that looked like it was going to be his and didn't miss a beat was ready prepared didn't you know become a sad puppy dog didn't tuck his tail just stayed the course and was ready when his number was called then Coach Hart went on the podium right after. Coach Hart actually showed up first and then sat down and listened to Bentley's entire press nice. availability. <laughs> um, he was asked about the competition at linebacker, obviously with Gant, Bentley, uh, now in the fold, said, I like to keep them up at night. We build competition every single week, every single day. You don't want to cause cancer, but we want to cause competition. Love it. I mean, that is certainly true of that room. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gotten a chance to play. Uh, and, you know, this goes all the way back to um, the <laughs> preseason. Yeah. You know, like you and I um, had 
got the opportunity to look at the depth chart a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we had to keep that to ourselves at the time. But one thing that I can say is that it was constantly changing in that specific position. Yep. Uh, and then Coach Hart told everyone, hey, I'd like to change it to keep these guys on their toes, see how they respond. Well, that wasn't just in the offseason. Mm-hmm. That has come through to the, to the season where guys are getting opportunities and Coach, and Coach Prime and Coach Hart are seeing how do, you, how do you respond to your opportunity? How do you respond to not getting the opportunity potentially? Yep. Uh, Coach Hart also said, in a minute, people are going to have to change up how they attack us. So this defense still kind of morphing into form, it seems. That's an interesting quote. Yeah. In a minute, they're going to have to change up how they attack us. That could mean as soon as Friday. It's Travis. <laughs> That's what he's That's, talking about. I mean, that is true. <laughs> I had to take a second to process that. It's probably Travis. That is very true. He was asked about Juju Mitchell, who, of course, did not start, did not play against one of his former teams, the Arizona State Sun Devils, last weekend. Coach Hart said he was ready. It was a coach's decision not to play him. BG came in and was playing well. There was no reason to change. He then said he also expects Juju to get more action this week. Yeah, and I'm just going to take Coach at his word there um, because I think you could you know, put on the, the tinfoil hat and get conspiracy theorist about it, but right. there's no reason to. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we'll see him out there this week and we can just move past it and say, okay, well, maybe, co- you know, what coach said was right. Like I've seen a bunch of different theories about it and they could be true or coach Hart is just shooting us straight here. I think he is because I didn't see any drop off at all from the linebackers with Bentley and Gant in there. Even though Juju has been super impactful, Bentley was the leading tackler. Gant was flying around doing his thing. Coach Hart spoke about Gant and just how that skill set of being a former safety allows him to do a lot more at linebacker, and I think we saw some of that on the field. So I don't know. We can theorize all we want, but I think he's pretty spot on there that they just have a stacked linebacking room, and he's comfortable with like four or five guys back there. Yeah, Uh, and lots of people have been asking about Trevor Woods. So Trevor Woods Mm -hmm. is hurt, um, or he was hurt this last week. Um, He was seen in a boot walking around, so... Um, we don't know exactly what the injury is, but um, he did make the trip with the team exactly to Arizona State. So yep. make of that what you will. Um, Coach Hart spoke about how things are done at CU. Uh, mostly just him and Coach Prime. They've obviously been doing it for a long time. That's what he said. It's football at the end of the day. Um, basically, blocks are blocks, tackles are tackles. It's the same game. You got to understand every kid who plays this game was me at one point. Just talked about how he sees himself in the kids he coaches and wants to give them the same opportunities that he may or may not have had when he was a kid to try and, you know, be a starter, get to the NFL, uh, and just get the best coaching as possible. Love it. Um, He also said on the trend that CU is setting, obviously taking the sports world by storm, but also just changing the landscape of college football in general. Said, we the new Gucci. Then he goes, oh, wait, no, it's Louie. We the new Louie. <laughs> I want to be the trend. I want to be in front. I love it. So good. Uh, he then said, we want to win in a certain fashion. You've heard that multiple times from him and Coach Prime. And then finally, Coach Hart said, Demoy Kennedy is fully up to speed and has been starting in practice this week. Hello. <laughs> Let's go. That was one of my guys, one of my yep. real true guys. Uh, Demoy Kennedy, you know, we haven't necessarily seen the flashes from him yet, mm-hmm. but the way that Coach Hart phrased that 
to me, sounds like, like he wasn't full go yet. Yeah. He's been starting in practice this week. Look, if Demoy Kennedy all of a sudden goes out there and is a different player than we've seen so far and, you know, is a is making plays, that could also be one of the reasons why Coach Hart said you're going to have to start attacking us differently. Mm-hmm. Um, because his speed brings a whole other dimension to that linebacking group. Remember, Dylan Edwards put him as a top five fastest player on the team yep. at linebacker. So he is a different breed. Um, and of all the guys we talked about, probably, you know, Gant brings some speed as well for sure. But of all the guys we've talked about, yep. he brings he has maybe the most unique skill set mm-hmm. um, that could really, really make a difference for them. And if you remember talking to Coach Hart in the offseason, he said like it really changes how we can do things in terms of um, having to make substitutions. Yeah. You know, like you can move him into the slot on a tight end and have no yep. worries about it. You could maybe even do it against a slot receiver. He mentioned that again today, him playing out there in the slot and just the speed he brings. Obviously, we all know that at this point. But this defense is getting faster, yep. and they're getting Travis back. If you have Gant and – I don't know if that's the combo they're going to go with, but if you have Gant and Kennedy back there, that is a very, very fast linebacker duo. And they like to do that look with like two two high safeties and two linebackers mm-hmm. where you have two um, defensive backs on the outside, and then if they're in trips – let's just say they're in trips, right? Yeah. They put the two defensive backs on the outside and leave the linebacker there. Yep. Linebacker's job is just kind of like sink back into that area. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily go man on man with that slot receiver, but just make it so the quarterback can't go there. Just sink into that area. Demoy, I mean, who better than that to get back to a spot and and hopefully you know if they go and throw like a bubble out to the edge or whatever, like then crash down and make yeah. a play. I mean, I think this defense has been pretty disciplined so far all year. We haven't seen you know they had the big run against Nebraska where Sims broke out, but. They haven't had these quarterbacks like gashing them for just runs when they break the pocket and all of a sudden it's 20, 30-yard gain. You haven't seen that too much, but now that you have even more speed and you have guys like Gant, like Kennedy, who could act as that spy and also that slot defender, I mean, that's kind of what he said. They're gonna You're going to have to attack them differently now, basically, yep. with all this speed on the field. It changes a lot. It's awesome. Um, I love then, like little... <clears throat> just chapters of a season, right? Yep. Like it feels yep. like we're about to open a new chapter of the season with Travis coming back, mm-hmm. with Demoy being added to the mix, Brendan Gant even being added to the mix changes things. Alton, like, uh, yeah, Coach Prime said yesterday. Yeah, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. What did you make of that? I don't know because I feel like we've gotten that already. The last basically since the season started that we're going to see him, but it, that was the most encouraging. I think he spoke of him to this point so far. Yeah, very interesting. Um, so, yeah, it feels like we're about to open a new chapter. I'm excited for it. Um, last question to Coach Hart. I asked him about, obviously, we've got a bunch of veterans, but how are the young guys coming along? Because we were excited about a few of them. Morgan Pearson, Kofi taylor Barks. just how are they coming along? He said they're chomping at the bit, too. He thinks that they're getting along. Um, I don't know if we'll see them on the field anytime soon, but this is just such a deep room, and... I just love how it works out because you have so many veterans that can help bring along these young guys. It feels like this room is going to be in great shape for a while, though, as long Ab- as Coach Hart's here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and he's going to be here for a while. For sure. Not that long, though, because eventually he's going to be a head coach. Absolutely. I'm so confident in that. He just he rocks the podium when he's up there, man. He's I so mean, comfortable. He rocks the podium. He is lo- like loved by his players. Yeah. Uh, absolutely revered by his players mm-hmm. and even all the other players almost like 
wish that he was their coach. Exactly, for uh, sure. So some team somewhere in the country is going to get that, where every player on the team gets to call him their coach. Yep. All right. Um, we have a message from our friends at Kind Love. Felissa is ready to share it. There it is. Immaculate vibe strain at Kind we did Love, what? baby. Let's go. We did what? <laughs> That's so dope, man. Oh, man. I just love doing shit that no one else could ever do. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Like, no one else could do that. Um, but we can. Yes, sir. We, we can. can. We got our own, uh, our own branded joint packs. Yep. Uh, it's actually an entire strain. We've got cannabis and uh, uh, cannabis. Indica and sativa. Yes. So we got you covered. Catch me up on uh, what that means. <laughs> Indica is more like a body high, like you feel okay, more okay. in your body. Sativa is more mind. Okay. So they say. <laughs> yeah. Which one makes you more tired? Indica, supposedly. Okay. All right. All right. Just got to know which ones <laughs> I need to buy. There you go. Um, head on over to Kind Love, guys. Get your hands on some immaculate vibes. Uh, they also have their turbo joint line. They've got it, their get it while it's hot flower shelf. Eighths for 20 bucks out the door and ounces for 100 bucks out the door. Visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DMBR and receive the DMBR exclusive discount of 25% off all kind love flower. Pre rolls and their turbo joint line. You can also visit their website at kindlove.com and use that code DMBR for online ordering and their full extensive menu. <laughs> Shout out to MSU Denver as well. Turn your goals into greatness at MSU Denver. Courses available online, in person, or both. 90-plus majors, uh, a few grad programs as well, 10 graduate programs. You can do courses online or in person or both. Head on over to msudenver.edu to learn more. We have a few people that also uh, went that route as well, so DMBR approved. I love when people help me with little tricks to remember things like... Someone once told me, just remember Omarion by saying Omar, Omar as yeah. the, 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 the base that. Someone said Indica, Indica Couch. Mm. I'll remember that. It's all the same thing, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, where do we start here? That's half true, Mac Pride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, half true. Probably that's actually more false than true. It's actually, true. it's half true. <laughs> it's half true. It's true about me. All right. Um, I, I like smoke. I just it's a very uh, special occasion, limited thing for me. It's a nightly thing for me. <laughs> uh, let's start with uh, <laughs> the Shador. Yes, sir. Because yesterday, um, Matt just as he so eloquently does. Stated why and how the whites are mad about this. <laughs> the whites. Yes. <laughs> he had a great, <laughs> it was a great show. But it's taken over the sports world. Brees Hall and uh, Garrett Wilson are doing it after they beat the Broncos the other day. And you got people out there being like, they're actually dunking on Shador. It's like, no, they nah. aren't. Garrett Wilson tweeted about how fire Shador mm -hmm. is. Like, um, 
uh, people are just going to try anything and everything to discredit it. But I just think it is absolutely incredible mm-hmm. that a college team yeah. is like setting the culture, is setting trends, is making everyone turn their heads. Like we're talking about NBA players, like NBA players historically are the coolest of the cool, right? Yep. Now, Chet Holmgren might not <laughs> fit that bill. Not yet, at least. But you already know, like, when they do that TNT walk-in camera, yep. you already know there's going to be Coach Prime shirts coming down oh, the yeah. hall and Buff shirts, and people are going to be throwing up the, the wrist, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's remarkable what, what this team is doing. Yep. And honestly, I don't give a shit what as Matt would say, the the old whites have yes. to say. And no one should. No. Nope. Because look at the look at who like the people who decide the funny thing is people are saying, oh this is cringe. This is corny. Right. The people who like decide what's cool, or a lot of time it's like athletes, rappers, yep. musicians, whatever. Those are the people who are doing this. Mm-hmm. It's DJ Khaled, it's Rick Ross, it's Brees Hall, it's, you know, you go down the list uh, of people uh, who, oh, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Those are the people who make things cool. So you, guy, you know, in a plaid shirt uh, on his Twitter, Abby, is going to tell me that this is corny when Devontae Adams says it's cool. Yeah. Like, no, sit down. So I don't care about anyone who says this is whatever. You can't do this against the Jet. Or you can't do this uh, against Arizona State. Who well, guess cares? what? The Jets are doing it against the Broncos. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a lot of pearl clutching. And yeah, just, it is. I don't. Know, you mentioned all those guys. How they kind of decide what's cool. Shador is one of those guys. He decides what's cool because that's how cool he is. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um. Someone's already mentioned it in the comments, but it's carried over to baseball. The Phillies. Yes. Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos walk into, was it today? Yep. They walk into the stadium today, both repping Coach Prime shirts. Both, yep, yep, exactly. And uh, I have two t- two takes on this. First, uh, you know, there's been a lot of, of stuff out there that says, like, Colorado is Black America's team, right? Right. Which is really cool, and I love that. Yeah. I'll just counter by saying, no, it's America's team. Sure. And this is this is you know perfect example of that. Like everyone is paying attention, uh, and anyone who isn't a hater is in on this mm-hmm. and loving this. Yep. Uh, and, and you know, um, enjoying what what's what Coach Prime is doing in Boulder, what Shador is doing in Boulder, just the different things. Like everything that they say and do sticks. And so that leads me to my second point, which is apparently the Braves had like made some sort of comments after the game mm-hmm. uh, on whatever day it was, the last game where they tied the series 1-1. Yeah. And so a lot of Phillies fans are saying, oh, this is their way of saying it's personal now mm. by repping the Coach Prime stuff coming Let's in. Let's go. And like, that just shows you the staying power of everything that Coach Prime does, which I feel like I've used this word a lot today, is so remarkable that Coach Prime has like never dipped in his influence. Yeah. Like I, I guess you could t- when he's coaching high school, like he wasn't in the public eye as much, but he's also on NFL exactly. Network at that time. Like, right. Uh, you know, and like to this day, I think about having people on our post game show, like players on our post game show, and saying, "If you ball, you get the call." Yeah. Which is something that he said when he was on NFL Network. So it's like everything he does 
is sticky. It just stays. Yep. And then everyone that's around him gets that benefit because everyone's paying attention. Yep. So Shador throwing up the watch, that's now a national phenomenon. Um, Coach Prime saying it's personal, that's now a national phenomenon. It's like, it's unreal to see the way that when so many people are paying attention, anything and everything you do can become a thing. Yep. The, the word I keep using is transcendent. And yep. that's, I mean, it's literally transcending sports. It's beyond sports. It's beyond culture. It's like defining, like, I don't know what's actually in and popular in the nation right now in all regards, like working and twerking, like it made its way yeah. to our show, but it's yeah. like, you hear it everywhere. Um, not just the Shador, but I mean, everything, man. And he was like this, as you said before, before he was even really a football or a college football head coach, you know. If you ball, you get the call. Like, that was a thing guys strived for in the NFL. Like, they wanted that, and they wanted to get the call from Dion late on Sunday night to talk about their performance on NFL Network and everything. I mean, he's just amazing in every sense of the word. Uh, Jalen Ellis. Shout out to Michael here. I'm an old white guy. 70 in five days. I think everything Prime Let's and his go, team Michael. does is cool. Hell yeah, Michael. Uh, Jalen Ellis, though. Doing yeah. the Lord's work. <clears throat> Man, I wanted to talk about this on Monday, but we just had so much to talk about that it kind of slipped through. Um, but that was such an awesome video to see. If you haven't seen it, uh, I tweeted it out a couple days ago. It also was like on ESPN's TikTok. Mm -hmm. uh, again, if you're around Coach Prime, everything has much larger influence. Yeah. But um, he posted a video that he was hiking in Boulder. And I mean, w one of the what a weird phenomenon. He found a dog that was just alone stray and you could tell by the way it looked it had been out there for a while mm -hmm. um and immediately after he finds the dog he finds a kitten yeah it's like some homeward bound shit yeah like the dog and the were the dog and the cat did they band together to try and find safety <laughs> and like they found jalen ellis yeah who bless his heart stepped up you know like yeah a lot of people would have just looked and said oh i'm sure there are owners around here somewhere yeah but nope he picked him up um brought him to the humane society um and you know made sure they were taken care of and then my favorite part because it was what i was thinking so my family is very involved with the humane society mm -hmm. uh, and the whole time he was talking about bringing them to the humane society and how he wants to adopt one i was saying man i hope he adopts the dog because the cat will get swooped up like that for sure you put a kitten in the humane society a little kid is going to walk in there later today with their family and say i want the kitten mm -hmm. it's going to get adopted an older dog uh has a really tough chance of getting adopted so jalen ellis adopts the older dog yep. uh and puts the you know has the cat go up for adoption and it was just such an amazing thing that of course i wasn't the only one who thought of this Smart, tough, fast, discipline with, with character. character. Yep, that is the type of person Coach Prime is bringing to Boulder. And I'll tell you this: Boulder is a pet city. Oh yeah, people love their animals in yes. Boulder. Um, so Jalen Ellis scored a whole bunch of new fans. Yep, uh, this this week with that move, man. And um, I thought it was just so cool. And here's one last thing I'm going to add to this because, of course, the haters always have something to say. Always. Why does he need to document this? Why can't he just do a good deed without filming it? You know what my reaction to that is? If it weren't for people now documenting when they're doing nice things, all we'd ever get to see is the shit that's on the news. Yep. And that's always depressing. Yep. 
So I'm glad that people are now taking videos and showing themselves good, do good deeds. And you know what? He has influence and someone somewhere, hopefully, you know, a kid is saying, oh, okay. If I ever find myself in that situation, I want to do something similar. Right. I mean, what's so bad about if you find animals out in the wild and like post a video to hopefully maybe find their owner or yeah, something yeah, like, come yeah. on. It's always something. Um, only thing I have left to add with that is it's like, a. It reminded me of one of those like um, like children's picture books back in the day. Like uh, he goes in, Jalen goes into the the mountains and he <laughs> finds a poor kitten and a poor dog. What should he do with them? Type of thing. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, you want to talk about Travis? Travis is back. It seems uh, Coach Prime said yesterday, tremendous chance to play this weekend. Do we think there's any chance that he doesn't play? Or any real chance he doesn't play? I'm not going to say no chance. Um, because, I mean, in the end, maybe the plan has always been to hold him out this week and they're doing a little bit of gamesmanship by forcing Stanford to game plan for him. But I will say it is highly, highly, highly likely. Um, or, if you will, a tremendous chance yep. uh, that he plays. Just because, like we said on Monday, when we saw the video of Travis at practice, it was like, okay, well, if he's cleared, he's cleared. Yeah. Like... It's not one of those things like a sprained ankle that you go out there and test it. Right. You don't test your lacerated liver. Yeah. Um, it's either still lacerated or no longer lacerated. Uh, and it sounds like it is no longer lacerated. Thank goodness. So I would expect him to play unless Coach Prime says he's not in shape, which I think that the second that he walked out on that field on Monday, he was already the, the best in the best shape of oh, anyone on the team because for sure. he's an alien. Yes. Um, who I have seen leave a practice without a drip of sweat on his forehead. Um, he had his show yesterday. He didn't kind of, he didn't really talk about it. He did talk about Stanford. He did talk about, you know, fixing issues that this team has had, you know, not being able to score on opening drives, the slow starts, all that stuff. It sounded like a guy who is fully integrated in meetings and fully in the game plan ready to play, though. He yeah. just came that much short of saying, Literally, I will be playing on Friday. What? Okay. Did he essentially say like I think I will be or I hope I will? He be, didn't really like talk that? about it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, they talk. He talked about Stanford at the end of his show. Great show he had yesterday too. By the way, um, I he's got to be back. He doesn't. He doesn't have a non-contact jersey on. Nope. Um, he's out there fully participating in one-on-ones. It's not like he's standing off to the side in those situations. Like everything we've seen has told me he's fully back. Did you see that interception that he had over Omari and Miller? When he literally turned into the receiver again? It was kind of like, um, it reminded me of uh, the shake and bake <laughs> from um, Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. <laughs> so he like gets behind Omari and then like slingshots yeah. himself in front of him, goes and skies Slingshot up. engaged. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Um but yeah, man, I think he's going to play, and I cannot wait to see him mm -hmm. play football. Me too, man. Oh, I miss watching Travis play. All right, let's look ahead to Stanford. But first, a word from our friends. Over at game time, the game is sold out once again. All these games are sold out, actually. Seems like really the best chance to go and watch. Did you see this, that apparently UCLA only has like a reported 40% of their stadium being sold for their games? Uh, ever been to a game at UCLA? I haven't been. That's what every game looks like there. It's terrible. Buff Nation has taken that place over, it's, bro. Yes, and it's one of the reasons why I was so excited to go to the Big 12 because places mm. like UCLA. Yep. It's like you have this big 
historic stadium that holds a hundred thousand people yep. and you go in there and it's just nothing but open space so yeah um calling all california alums and or california buffs fans mm-hmm. uh the tickets are going to be cheap compared to any other any other game let's make that a hundred thousand person sellout with sixty thousand buffs fans in there absolutely but if you wanted to get in the door on friday head on over to game time uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code DNVR. You'll get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code DNVR for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And then shout out to Foco. Uh, the weather's getting a little colder out here. Foco is the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. They've got you covered. They've got the like blanket poncho things and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got overalls, all kinds of cool stuff. Or if you just want a bobblehead. Anything else to deck out your man cave or wherever. Uh, Foco always has our back for Colorado sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code DMVR, and you'll get 10% off. Let's look ahead to Stanford. Also, come through the tailgate this week. Yes. Um, I got a feeling this is going to be the best one yet. And if you guys come to the tailgate, you have a chance to win a Shador jersey. <clears throat> which is a nice bonus, but let me tell you this. The price of admission to the tailgate, which is like 20 bucks, yep. is being paid for by the fact that you're getting saucies. Mm-hmm. Saucy Southern Barbecue coming through. Like If I if I went to the, to Saucy's today, I'd probably spend $20 on barbecue. Yep. Uh, so that that is worth the price of admission alone, plus you get free drinks. Um, we're adding more uh, hard alcoholic beverages Let's go. To, the, uh, to the menu this week. So you're going to get beer, you're going to get alcohol, um, you're going to get barbecue, and you're going to get a chance to win a Shador jersey at the best tailgate spot in Boulder. No doubt. It, this is easy. Uh, go to thednvr.com slash events, and you'll see it on there, and you can sign up. Uh, I think this one is going to be sick. Also, big-time football weather mm-hmm. uh, out there. It might get a little chilly during the game, but it's going to be perfect football weather while we're tailgating. High of 53 degrees on Friday. I saw a high of 59. Um, it says Boulder 53. It does say it's going to be sunny, though. No clouds. Okay. But it'll be nice and sunny. And even when it's 55 in Boulder, 53 in Boulder, yep. when it's sunny, it's perfect football weather. Oh, it's going to, when the sun goes down, it's going to start to get cold. Yep. It'll be good, though. I can't wait. I'm hyped for this weekend's game, or for Friday's game, I should say. Uh, all right, where do we start here? Kind of looking ahead to Stanford. This is not a great football team. I think that's completely fair to say. Everyone knows that. They've gotten blown out quite a few times. Um, they last played... Also, really quick, to anyone who took issue with me saying Travis is an alien, it's just a figure of speech <laughs> to talk about how supremely athletic he is yes um because some of the things he does you've never seen anyone else do yep. so i did, obviously didn't mean it in any negative of course way. not <laughs> uh this team's coming off a bye last time they played football they played oregon they i think they were actually like tied or within like one possession for like the first quarter and then they just got absolutely blown out 42 to 6 the final score they kept it close against arizona uh, one possession game against Sac State, who they ended up losing to, where Coach Taylor is from, uh, got destroyed against USC. Their only win of the season coming has to be week one against Hawaii, 37-24. They're kind of going through a quarterback change right now. Okay. Um, 
I'm expecting Ashton Daniels to be the guy. I think Justin Lamson started off the season. Neither really have great stats. Um, Ashton Daniels averaging seven yards per attempt, 60% completion. Has thrown for three touchdowns and two interceptions. He has run the ball 28 times, though, for 68 yards. Justin Lamson's also run the ball 60 times for 128 yards. So it's no secret. They're going to try and run the ball. That's where where they think their best chances of winning are. This is not a team like USC or Oregon who's going to try and air it out and go over the top of this defense. Yeah. Um, This is a a real test uh, for CU to prove that they can put a team away. Uh, You know, I just saw someone in the comments say, I learned my lesson against uh, CSU and ASU. I would contend against ASU that by game time, they were three-point favorites. They Mm -hmm. weren't expected to blow out ASU. Now, they were expected to blow out CSU, and they did not. But I will also contend that that is a rivalry game where weird things happen. So CU has a chance to go prove that this week and say, hey, look, we are a lot more talented than this team. We have a much better quarterback than this team. Um, We have Travis Hunter, and they don't. Yep. Let's go beat them by a lot. Uh, And hopefully, you know, they could really use a game where people are getting to play uh, that might not normally get to play. Like just a a, a morale game where in the fourth quarter, you're getting to play guys who haven't seen the field that much this season going right right into the bye week, help buy in a little bit from across the team. Uh, let some guys go score touchdowns that you know yep. maybe haven't so far this season. Like they really need that, but that's not a guarantee. Um, you know these guys are are, are players too. Yep. Uh, and if you allow a team to stay in the game like you did with Colorado State, they will start to believe they can beat you. Uh, and we, we all know uh, what the power of that is. So you have to put them away early. You got to put your foot down and say you're not going to allow that. Uh, someone in the comments mentioned it. Yes, uh, Emma Smith's son does play for this team. EJ Smith is his name. He is their second leading rusher, 25 carries for 160 yards at 6.4 yards per carry. He has a touchdown. He's caught a few balls out of the backfield as well. Uh, but this team, defensively, I mean, they've had some good performances. In the first quarter of that Oregon game I mentioned, that's the first time any team has held Oregon without a first down in any quarter since the third quarter of the 2020 Rose Bowl, um, which is quite a stat. But this team, off to their worst start since 2006, they started that season 0-9. They've lost seven straight uh, conference games, lost seven, nine straight conference road games. So they're obviously down bad. They're only averaging 19.2 points per game. That's 119th in the FBS That would be their lowest points per game since 1996. Defensively, they're allowing 34.6 points per game. That's 123rd in the FBS. Ranked last among Power 5 teams in opponent points per game. Opponents have scored at least 40 points seven times in the last two seasons uh, over or on the Cardinal. Offensively, just looking at the yardage, I mean, not really good, man. Total yards per game, 343, 102nd in the FBS. Um, rushing, they do okay. 75th in the country, FBS, uh, should, I mean, they're 148 yards per game. Um, solid at turnovers. They don't do great at taking the ball away, and they allow a ton 
a ton of passing yards. Sounds like it plays right into CU's hands. Yeah, I mean, this should be a big-time Shador showcase game mm -hmm. uh, where he just gets to go dice it up. Now, the biggest key to that is going to be protecting him. Mm -hmm. um, and I would almost say let's go with some max protect early in the game mm -hmm. just to allow him to be able to let – those receivers go win some matchups um like <clears throat> whether they're in man or zone or whatever pack it in make sure Shador has the time and just like let Travis Hunter go win a route uh even if you know there's a couple guys back there I'm still trusting him to find the spot and get open uh and I'm trusting Shador to make the pass if there's if there's time so um what I don't want to happen is let these Stanford pass rushers who haven't been special by any means so far um, get into their rhythm because we have a hard time protecting the passer. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, Shador's scrambling around all game like he was against ASU. Right. Great comment from Lawrence there. Yeah, Cedric Irvin, Michael Irvin's uh, cousin, plays running back as well. So Emmett and Michael Irvin have wow. uh, relatives playing running back, which is kind of How interesting. funny. Um, I already mentioned the quarterbacks. Their best receiver, John Humphreys, who we saw at Pac-12 Media Day, has missed the last three games. He hasn't played since week two against USC. Uh, ben Yurosik is the big target, really, that we're going to have to worry about offensively. He's second among Pac-12 tight ends in receiving yards. He's got 15 receptions, 227 yards, and a touchdown. He's a stud. Stanford's just been a tight end factory going mm -hmm. back 10, 15 years now at this point. Uh, defensively, look out for defensive end David Bailey. He's got 19 tackles, five tackles for a loss, and four sacks through... Those five games, he leads the team in both TFLs and sacks. And then Tristan Sinclair is the other guy we talked about or talked to at Pac-12 Media Day. Second on the team in tackles with 28. Uh, five games played, plays linebacker. That's really it, though. Um, I think the the factor just with this game, you know, Stanford's coming off a bye. We saw last week how well ASU played in that first half coming off of their bye and going up against the Buffs. Coach Hart mentioned it. You're going to have to defend us differently. Do you think that's another kind of aspect to that as well, that they're trying to maybe switch things up for these teams who are playing them off a of bye just to make it that much more difficult on them? Yeah, we'll be the second team now that CU's played second off a of bye. Second straight, yeah. Hmm. Um, certainly doesn't help. Uh, won't, won't impact when you look at strength of schedule, right? but it should. That should be calculated in one way or another Absolutely. when you're talking about strength of yeah. schedule. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I like that. You're giving them different looks, making it so they can't just copy and paste, you know, whatever they see, uh, make them kind of prepare for something new and adjust to something new when they see it out there. Really quick, can you scroll up a little bit? Someone just said they were on the website. Oh, as Travis said, they went to the website. So m multiple people have said this. I think what's happening is if you click, there's, there's two ways to do this. When you go to the DNVR website, go to thednvr.com. Go to the, the three bars on the side to drop down the menu and then don't click on events. I don't know why it does this, but instead of clicking on events, click the little down arrow and that drops down yep. uh, where you see DNVR buffs tailgate at Millennium Hotel. You'll see it. So instead of clicking the word events, click the down arrow to the right of that. And the link go. is in the description. There you go. Also, I think we have tweeted out the direct link as well. We have. So if you go to DMVR underscore buffs on Twitter, um, you'll see the post. 
And you can just click on the link there. That takes you directly to it. Um, anything else on Stanford? Um, who was the other person that we talked to at Media Day? It was Humphreys and Sinclair. Okay. They were the, so boring. They were Stanford guys. <laughs> they were talking about like their graduate programs. I think one guy was into computers. and like, Great for them, by the way. Yeah, of course. Um, and then their coach. Troy Taylor. Man, it felt like he was just lacking edge. Uh, his first season at Stanford, of course, um, he was at Sac State for um, 2019 and 2022. He had a 30-8 and record in those four seasons. Um, he went pretty deep in the FCS playoffs a few times, too. I think he at least went to the semifinals in the playoffs. So he was a good coach. He was a guy we talked about yeah. this time no, last no, year. I, I, his resume is really impressive. Yep. But when we talked to him, <clears throat> I don't know. He just didn't feel like a football coach to me. Yeah. yeah. And that's not to take away from what he's done in his career because he's done a lot. He reminded me of like a friend's dad or something. Yes. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, I think that's about I think he was it. saying like their, his whole program is like built on love. And that's a great, that's a great, yeah. but I was just thinking like, <laughs> doesn't sound right. How about this stat though? This is probably, this looks like the worst third down team in the country. They're allowing opposing offenses to convert on 55.6% of third downs. They are the only Pac-12 team to allow opponents to convert over 50% on third down. Sheesh. Not a good uh, a sign when you're going up against Shador Sanders, one of the most clutch quarterbacks in the country. Exactly. And so now Shador has what, like a 20-yard lead on Penix? Yeah, it's just barely. And Penix didn't play last week. Right. He didn't play last week. But who is Penix going up against this week? They play Oregon. So should be tough for sledding for him yep. out there. It It's possible that Shador has a chance to pad the lead a little bit this week. Mm-hmm. Um, not that this should matter, but I'm just thinking. Ahead. Right. Um, while he goes down for the bye week next week. Yeah, one of the worst teams in the country in allowing passing yards. I mean, really one of the worst defenses in the country. They allow 6.8 yards per play. That's last in the Pac-12. Yep. All right. Um, One last shout-out to our friends over at Backus and Shanker. Let's go. If you get hurt, Backus and Shanker are here to help. They've been helping Colorado families win for 25-plus years. No fees to speak to them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. No fees unless they win your case and win money for you. You guys already know what it is. You see their billboards and buses all over town. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients and the help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. Even if you're injured at work, if you need to sue, smash the two. Two, 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 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Um, A lot of people in the chat... Um, they seem very distracted today. Yeah. But Jeez. that makes me think that we're a little low on likes. Yep. Let's at least get this baby up to 600 We are low today. on likes. I yeah. know. How many people are watching right now? 2100. 2100. And there's only 400 likes. Come on, y'all. Smash the like button. Also subscribe to the podcast, guys. We'll be in your pocket wherever you go if you can't make the live show. Uh, we're everywhere you get your pod- uh, podcasts. Go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And give us a five-star review while you're at it. We'd greatly appreciate it. All right, who's next? 
Or who's first. Or who's first. Priest Hakeem with the super chat. What up, fellas? Could you I'll all watch get my language here? <laughs> could you all get Coach Carl Reed on the show as a guest? I know that's uh, Unk's guy. That would be hashtag legendary. Yeah, we I talked about it. it when Coach Reed was in town for maybe the USC. He was just here. Yeah, he was in town for one of the games. Yeah. We talked about potentially doing it, but I don't think it worked out with his schedule. Um, but of course, we would love that. We have a way to contact him. So yeah, uh, I would love to have him on. I love watching all his videos and stuff. He's great. Uh, DD13DF12. What do you guys think of Owen Carey decommitting? He had been liking all the hater tweets on X. I don't carry. <laughs> um, this guy left the program, man, before the season started. Um, oh. He hasn't been working out with the team. Um, he did the whole, I can't remember, he did like a website thing of like trying to help kids. Uh, get recruited or uh, like exposing the truths of college football recruiting or something. Sounds familiar. I'm really thankful that I don't have to see the way his name is spelled and have to constantly <laughs> remember that it's Owen. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I hopefully he lands on his feet. This guy's he's only been at CU a year. He's had three head coaches and five position coaches in that. <clears throat> yeah. No, I'm just being a dick. No, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, wishing the best for him. He kind of had a moment, I think, in the off season. Yeah, uh, where it looked like he was, you know, making some plays and stuff. So, yep. um, I think he'll have a chance somewhere. Yeah, he was actually a podium guy at the end of the year last year. Okay, so, maybe that's what I'm remembering. Yeah, can you spell his name without looking at the comment? I can. Do you want me yeah. to? E O G H A N. Yep. <laughs> oh, how does that spell Owen? I. That's a great question, bro. Crazy. Uh, SoCal Buff with the super chat. Awesome. I was hoping for a UCLA package with the 2121 super chat. How about that? Hey, Appreciate that's a Uncle Neely suggestion <laughs> yep. that he took there. Yep. We'll have to show that to Unc. Uh, Stay yeah. tuned. Yes, we are looking into that. Yep. Stay tuned. Uh, we've got time for that one. We got a whole bye week to get through and stuff. So Sooner the better, though, because I know people sure. want to make their plans. So. Well, we're going to be out there, right? I don't think that's a secret. No, we will be there. Yeah. And uh, I talked to Spencer, our events coordinator, yesterday uh, again about this. And so the the wheels are in motion. There you go. Uh, Demetrius, will you guys have Uncle Neely ready for the cold Colorado night? I think he'll be, I think he'll, he'll be ready he'll for be okay. it. Especially because he's always moving around down there yep. on the sidelines. Yep. Um, so you, when you get cold as if you're just standing there yeah like one time uh, i went to a rockies opening day where it was like 30 degrees mm -hmm. and snowing and i snowing? told yeah like just like barely oh, kind okay. of like you know like snow globe style and i told ali i'm like it's fine it'll like it'll just be like a cold buffs game right you know we've done it a million times like just bundle up and we got there and i realized that like football when you go to a football game, you're like jumping up and down and right. yelling and all that stuff. And like the Rockies were losing like six zero in the fifth inning. And I was just like, okay, this is actually miserable because <laughs> we're just sitting here freezing. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have plenty to, uh, to be jumping around about out there. Uh, but it won't be that cold. It just bring a hoodie. You'll be okay. Yeah. First hoodie game of the season. I'm hyped, man. I think it's a, it might be more than a hoodie for some. 
Maybe a beanie too. Sure. Um, it's it's almost hoodie season up in Boulder if it isn't already. Yep. Today was like the day where it was like, all right, gotta start, gotta start bringing one. I think I'm going hoodie underneath jersey. Let's go. What's the jersey? Well, since it's a gold out, yeah, which I don't support. <laughs> um, uh, I'm I have a gold jersey. All right. Uh, yes. Mr. B. The Air Force game last year was the worst. Worst football game I've ever been to. Yeah, that was pretty In terms bad. of fan experience. Will the UCLA game be televised? We have not gotten word yet. On, yes. Uh, it, I mean, yeah, it's going to be televised, but we don't know where. Yep. So um, Give me FS1. Calling that. I think this, this should be a Fox game, I think. Okay. Isn't UCLA ranked? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like 19th or something? Um. Although I wouldn't be surprised. I think we will get victimized and be put on the Pac-12 network at least one more time this year. I don't. You don't think so? I thought maybe Arizona, but I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, the Oregon State game, I don't know. Oregon State? Bro, I mean... I, I think the Pac-12 network had the right to guarantee one. Is it one or two? If it's two, then we're screwed. But I thought it was one. Either way, I would just stay aware. We'll let you know, though, when we do know. Uh, Yo, Creo, I believe. Do we know any of the celebrities or Hall of Famers being at the game? I haven't heard anything. So I don't think there's going to be much going on on Friday. Um, Matt kind of talked about it yesterday. They're not doing recruits. Um, I think they're actually giving the tickets to, like, the Boys and Girls Club for that. You mean, like, unofficials? Yeah. So... <clears throat> They're not going to hold, I think, very many recruits. Um, obviously, it's Friday, so a lot of them are going to be well, playing. Why are my words being taken out of context so much today? I didn't say gold out sucks. I just said I don't support it because <laughs> I wear black every day. I don't know, though. Who knows? Uh, people could show up. You have to be on your toes, man. You never know who Coach Prime's going to invite to the game. What's up, Eric? If we don't beat Stanford by at least three touchdowns, would you be disappointed? I don't know why, why this keeps happening. <clears throat> it's like what I was talking about earlier with ASU. The spread was three at kickoff. Yeah, it's 11. They won by three. It's 11 here. Um, so, no. I would like to see them win by as many points as possible. Of course. But if they won by 17, I'm not going to be going yeah. on there saying I'm disappointed as they're one win away from bowl eligibility. No, as long as it's a convincing win. Yeah. I think that's... I, really where right we lie i mean you know uh perspective has changed a lot uh over the last nine months or so but i've seen enough losses over the years to not complain about wins right um, and so you know get the dub hopefully you're, you're in that position that i talked about earlier where you get to you know give some guys some time and and play them, I think you would have to be up by three scores that, towards the end of the game to be a, uh, three touchdowns by the end of the game to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want to say those guys get paid too, like you say about pro sports, which I guess is kind of true now. Yeah. Matt, join late. Predictions for uniforms for the upcoming Gold Rush? I'm going to predict they just go traditional this week. Gold, black, black? Yeah. No, gold, black, gold. Oh, okay. Yep. That's about as much gold as you get. Uh, unless there's a gold uniform out there that we don't know about yet. 
We'll see. They keep yeah. on showing up these new unis and stuff. So, yep. I think the gold face masks are back. No, not on a gold helmet. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. I mean, maybe they go a new chrome gold helmet, but if you were going to do that, then I would not wear the gold pants mm -hmm. because they're beige. Yep. <laughs> I know Coach Prime will have that fixed next year. Uh, cold weather music group. Coach Prime has said on several different occasions that the CU football team is yet to find their identity. Do you think we finally find that on Friday? Mm, identity is built over uh, a, a long period of time, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, not having Travis, th that's not you. <clears throat> True. So they're going to be more themselves. I think more the the image and the idea of what Coach Prime initially thought this team would be this weekend than they were the last three weeks. But um, they're also hitting a really tough stretch, and I think that those are the opportunities down the road. You know, when you're facing real adversity against a ranked team and you have a chance to truly prove something, that's when you establish an identity, not against lowly Stanford. All due respect. To me, identity cannot be built in one week or even six weeks. Right. Um, now, if... CU was rushing the ball for 250 yards a game every week. We'd say that's their identity, right? So mm -hmm. it's possible. Um, but I think they're still working on finding it. And um, a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're still pressing buttons uh, on each side of the ball to see kind of what exactly. works. Yeah. They have not found exactly what their bread and butter is yet. Right now, the bread and butter is Shador save us at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Coach Prime mentioned it when talking about Alton, saying that they need to get Dylan more involved. They need to get all these guys. Dylan hasn't scored a touchdown since TCU. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's, I don't know. I mean, you can get back to or start to establish one this week, but it's not. we're not going to see the, we're not going to look back on the week seven Stanford game and go, this is when the Buffs found themselves, I think. No. Keaton, has the process slash time for getting into Folsom gotten better? Making my first trip out for the season on Friday. Let's go. Welcome back home. Uh, you would know this more than me. Do I give my secret and ruin it for myself? <laughs> you got 2,000 people watching. <laughs> so I'll just say this. <laughs> because I'm a man of the people. Entering the stadium on the north side is much better than entering the stadium on the south side. No. And if you're at the DNVR tailgate, that's the side you walk yep. in up on, uh, yep. on anyway. That's where we walk in. Yeah. There you go. So there you go. What's up, Sean? Pro tips. Have they released the viewer numbers from the ASU game? Curious to see how many got the FUBO free trial. I don't think we've gotten them. I think the Pac-12 is probably too ashamed. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be great for the Pac-12, right? Is it? By the way, did you see um, this week, the this, this might be against the Pac-12. This week, um, someone sent me this on Twitter. Sorry, I can't remember exactly who it was. But there was like 1.5 million views on the highlights on ESPN. Um, no other school had more than like 390,000. Yep. And it's been a, a gap bef uh, before this week, but this mm -hmm. week was even bigger because so many people didn't get to Couldn't see the game. And they're just like, yep. let me see the highlights. Yep. No, man. I mean, I remember seeing people like 
uh, messaging me on Twitter like, I can't watch the game, blah, blah, blah. People are saying, like, can't wait until tomorrow when the highlights are uploaded so I can actually watch the game and see what's happening. So I don't. it's definitely not even anywhere close to the Oregon, CSU, uh, Nebraska numbers. But, man, I... It, this is why the conference kind of fell apart because no one can watch these games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it Honestly, I would say if someone's going to do like a who killed the Pac-12 deep dive, it's going to go back to the fact that when they launched the Pac-12 network, they tried to big dick DirecTV yep. and say like, you, you need us more than we need you. Right. And DirecTV said, no, you need us more than we need <laughs> yeah. you. And DirecTV was absolutely right. The Pac-12 network for the first like five years, that was the whole story of it is you can't get it on DirecTV. You can't yep. get it on DirecTV. And it never got any traction because of that. Mm -hmm. And if they would have just put their ego aside at the very beginning and just said, hey, let's just get out there. Let's get in front of people. Let's show people that this conference has good football to be watched. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that we might still be talking about the Pac-12 beyond today or this year they just fumbled the bag so bad man bernard says just grab tickets for the dmvr buffs tailgate see you knuckleheads there sco buffs see you there my man let's go looks like my instructions to get to the spot work mm -hmm. uh boom shakalaka with the comment i've watched every cu game on youtube lol that these games do get uploaded in full like days after so do you have do you have the thing though where the frame rate is like so bad so you have to find the right video sometimes if you yeah. find it send it to me because i'd much rather watch it on there it's so much easier to fast forward and rewind and mm -hmm. everything but my god i find them and i'm like oh you like someone just screen recorded the whole game on their phone yep. <clears throat> and now it has this laggy frame rate and i maybe i'm just like a a game watching snob i can't handle it no it's I've seen many, uh, I've suffered through many bad cut-ups of draft prospects and stuff on YouTube. They're like, just, they're just like glitching across the screen. Yeah, there's like black bars around the whole screen. <laughs> you only get to watch a little window and stuff. There's yeah. also like a little like thing down in the bottom that's like trying to make it so the bots can't pick right. up. I'm like, oh God, right. this is tough. Um, but hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, There are ways to watch these games on the internet. I'll just say that. <clears throat> Last thing I want to say about the tailgate. Um, uh -huh. just because one of my buddies is coming for this very reason. If you're someone who normally throws your own tailgate and you have to work on Friday, it's going to make your job very difficult. Mm -hmm. So like he has to work and he was like, I'm not going to be able to go get all of the tailgate stuff together, get down to Boulder, get set up, try and get my spot. He's like, I'm just coming. I'm just coming to the DNVR tailgate. So let's go. That could be you. Hell yeah. Oh, they're watching on YouTube live. <laughs> Dude, that's Damn. people do do that. Yeah. I love it. I remember I used to watch UFC fights on Periscope. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh, people would stream stuff like that just straight on Instagram, too. MC said, don't blow up the YouTube stream. Us talking about this you, you guys are the ones talking about uh, it, though. Even us saying it, it isn't going to change. Like, YouTube is highly aware of this stuff. Oh, yeah. They just don't have the bandwidth to be able to control it all. Also, if it goes down on YouTube, there are plenty of other sites out there that you can use. It's <laughs> facts. Anything else? Good show. Yep, there you go. Luis, weeknight tailgates are a pain in the ass to host. We'll Come see through. you there, man. Come through. He has one of those the, the good spots the, uh, up on Franklin. Mm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> 
All right. st- I'm still lobbying for that to go back to being a normal tailgate lot. The Franklin Field? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never actually been up there before a game. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. I mean, shoot, again, short week. So pregame shows tomorrow already. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Broncos game tomorrow. Yep. That'll make the day go by yep. or the evening go by faster. Next thing you know, you wake up. It's game day. Crazy, man. I can't wait. All right, guys. Shout out to you. We'll be back tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. We all silly like the mayor. 